Salvation is for any who repent and believe, regardless of whether they're Jews or Gentiles. And that salvation has come, it's here and it's for us too. And if you haven't found much to rejoice in this year, rejoice in that. Right on. Christmas week and we're super excited we've got our Christmas episode here on Him Partial the podcast where we talk all things church music I'm Cara Devereaux and I'm Monet Funka and this Christmas week we're going to be celebrating by talking about our favorite Christmas tunes we're going to have a bit of fun with some Christmas trivia and we're going to give you some final encouragements from the good book before we go off on to our Christmas festivities all that and more if you stay tuned But first, we are still running the giveaway. This is the final weeks of the giveaway. Um, Kate from Between Sundays has created an exclusive print featuring artwork from Amazing Grace, one of our most popular episodes. And to enter, you have to subscribe to our email newsletter. You can do that and find out more details on our website at himpartial.com. The giveaway ends December 31st, 2020, so you don't have that much time. So go check it out, himpartial.com. And also go on over and have a look at Between Sundays by Kate on Instagram, where you will see more of her lovely prints. So we're approaching this episode a little bit differently than we usually do. We're going to be talking about our favorites, things we recommend and things we don't recommend. So I thought we'd just start off with some basic questions. Cara, what song makes you feel like it's Christmas? Hmm. So the one that makes me feel like, oh, Christmas is coming, is the one, it goes, can you stop the cavalry? Do you know that one? They like no. <laughs> play it, they play it like all the time in, Chris, in in the shops, it's Christmas music. So when you start hearing that in the shops, you're just like, oh. Um, but the one that makes me feel in the mood for Christmas is when we were little, my dad always used to put on Maddie Pryor and the Carnival Band's album Carols and Capers while we were decorating the Christmas tree together so the minute I hear any of the songs from that I'm like oh Christmas is coming I can't wait what about you oh that's so interesting I've not heard of that song so I feel like I haven't heard of either of those songs so I feel like do I even know Christmas music I thought I knew everything (laughs) clearly I don't know everything um yeah for me uh the Christmas song by Nat King Cole and maybe some for similar reasons my mom had this on record I'm pretty sure and we would listen to it whenever I hear the violins start for that song I'm like like a warm feeling of Christmas time just washes over me. So that's definitely the song. I'd say probably also Carol of the Bells. It's such Mm -hmm. a a distinct kind of haunting kind of sound that it just feels like, well, you're only allowed to listen to this around Christmas time. Did you see the Tommy Prophet version of that? It was like a cinematic version of Carol of the Bells. Ooh, no, I haven't. It's really, really good. You have to link it in the newsletter this week so that people. Uh, <laughs> people I'll, I'll know try to remember a, to do that. Yeah, but it, it's maybe. just it's epic. It is cinematic. It's really good. Wow. Yeah, I have a question for you, Monet. Ooh. 
when is it okay to start listening to Christmas music? <laughs> oh my goodness. I have, uh, I have a controversial answer. So I personally feel like you could listen to Christmas music whenever you want. But I think for me, the switch is flipped right after Halloween. And there's a reason because I know Halloween's not a big deal in Britain, but it's a huge deal in um, in South Southern California where I'm from. But there's the Nightmare Before Christmas movie, which is obviously a Halloween and a Christmas movie. So if you watch it at Halloween, I feel like at that point, like it's you've gone over the hill where you could just start to enjoy Christmas, like countdown to Christmas at that point. So I say after Halloween. What about you? When do you think it's appropriate? I think that our listeners are grown-ups who are responsible for their own life choices <laughs> so they can, they can do what they want. Um, the question is actually, when, when do you have to stop listening to Christmas music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You know, that's actually really a, a good point because once you start listening to Christmas music, like it's kind of in your head. If you're if you're one of those people that's like, oh, you can't listen to Christmas music till December or like December 15th or something radical, like then it's stuck in your head like days and weeks and maybe months after Christmas. So you didn't even really get to enjoy it during Christmas time. Whereas at least if you start early, then like by the time Christmas comes, maybe you're sick of it. <laughs> Who knows? I mean... I kind of tend to start around December, November, if I'm like super keen for Christmas, which I kind of am this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there are some songs that I have on my playlist all year round. So so songs like um, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I love that song. Mm -hmm. And Deliver Us by Andrew Peterson. Both of those mm -hmm. are songs I would just listen to all year round. Nice, nice. Okay, question for you, Kara. What is your favorite carol to sing in church? I really like Joy to the World, but I don't know if we can say that anymore now that we've established it's not a Christmas song. <laughs> no, that's so funny because I had that as my, my number two song. I just... I don't know. Like you do have to sing it at an upbeat pace. There's no good singing it too slowly because then it just makes you want to like, I don't know, burst your own eardrums or something. But I love how hopeful it is. And I really enjoy the bit where we split off into parts. That makes me really happy. It just, yeah. it's a song that gets me excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm what with you. you? I, I think my number one song is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Like it's just such a fun song. I think... There are certain songs you could sing by yourself, but like that song's meant to be sung in a chorus. Like it's meant to be sung like in a congregation of people, like just going crazy. So Hark the Herald Angel Sings is my favorite one for church and Joy to the World is back up. Um, like, but like you said, even though we know technically this is not a Christmas song, it's so good to sing anyway. So I love it. Okay. But what's your favorite like guilty pleasure Christmas song? Mm, I honestly could give you a full list. <laughs> I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure if you have like an entire playlist, but I would say my top one because of the cheese is Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. <laughs> I don't know that one. You would recognize it if you heard it. They do play it in the shops all the time. It's just like one of those songs. The The lyrics are ly literally Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Like that, those are the, that's the chorus. I'm not going to lie. 
by the time the shops start playing Christmas music for more than a week, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just not going to wear my hearing aid now because like, I don't <laughs> want to hear it. <laughs> Aww. Um, what about yours? So I don't know if it's guilty, but I really like see amid the winter's snow. And like the reason I feel guilty for this is because I've actually been told off for liking it um, because it was like, it obviously wasn't snowing at Christmas. Um, <laughs> you know you know how people just get it in their head to pick on songs that they don't yes. like? Yes. But you've got like, you've got beautiful lines like, see the Lamb of God appear promised from eternal years. And then you've got that chorus that really makes your heart swell. And it's like, hail thou ever blessed morn, hail redemption's happy dawn. Like, how could you not like that? I don't know. Yeah, it's beautiful. I think it's my turn to answer question, ask a question. I'm not sure. Um, what Christmas song do you feel is underrated and deserves some extra attention or love? I was so pumped for this question. <laughs> um, it's definitely Thou Who Was Rich Beyond All Splendor. If you want a quality Christmas hymn to sing... That is the one. It's actually by Frank Houghton, who's the guy who wrote Facing a Task Unfinished. Ooh. But I also really like Angels from the Realms of Glory, like all Ooh. six or seven verses. Ah, oh, see, you're just so good. <laughs> the problem is, like, my family didn't really, we didn't put our Christmas tree up until like the 18th of December when mm. I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So I didn't actually listen to that much Christmas music growing I up. I see. I see. I mean, it depends. Every, every family is different. I feel like... Definitely in the States, Christmas is like a thing. Like it is a huge cultural thing. I actually felt quite awkward when I moved here because I'd be like, yay, Christmas. And then like some of my Scottish friends would be like, yeah, yay, Christmas. And then I would be like, oh, come to our house. And it'd be like, like Christmas threw up everywhere <laughs> and then I go to their house and they'd have like just like a little light in the window and they're like yeah we put up our Christmas decor and I'm like what oh no <laughs> you gotta decorate properly like but it's just it's just a, it's a huge thing so I think the music yeah. as well that goes in the movies it's like a whole cultural Ooh. thing like around Christmas for us because we've got December birthdays in the family it's kind of mm. like um I think um Christmas can overshadow the birthdays you know people do that stupid thing where they're like you've got a December birthday so you get a card that says happy birthday and Christmas Aww. so <laughs> I, I think the reason that we did it after all the birthdays was done was just to make sure that people got their birthdays yeah yeah that makes sense but I decorate early because I don't live at home anymore <laughs> yeah I mean we've had our tree up for several several weeks now so okay, I don't have mine up yet but it's coming <laughs> at the time of um, recording Yes. So, um, ba 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 ba. Monet, you have me. to tell us. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours? This might sound like a stupid answer. So I have two. One is, What Child Is This? And this is like mm. my church underrated song because I know it's sung in churches, but I feel like it's not, it's not got all the prestige and the joy of like joy to the world. Hark there on. But I think it's a beautiful song and it's a better answer to like, Mary, did you know, you know, it's like, it's like the, it's like the more legit answer to that song, I think. Um, and I think it's a, and I think the arrangement of it is very, very beautiful. I just really, really love that song. And I love to, um, when we get an opportunity to play it in church to do that. A couple of years ago, that was like, everybody was covering that one. So there's some really yes. good covers of that song yes. out at the moment. 
Yeah, it definitely had a like a hot streak. <laughs> but um, I do think that it's just a, I think it could go in there with the classics. I do. Um, Non-Christian uh, or non-church, I guess, because it is a Christian song, non-churchy. Uh, underrated song is actually just a version of Holy 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 by Sufjan Stevens. Now this is like maybe 15 years old or something. It's quite an old recording. But if you haven't heard of, and I know technically it's not a Christmas song, but it's on his Christmas album. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, you definitely should check it out. It's just a lovely arrangement. It's so like I don't know. It just makes me feel like Christmas every time I hear this song. And I think more people should know about it because it's a really good, it's a really good version. So, so bonus question, what song would you throw into a bottomless pit never to be seen again, church or related church or uh, non-church related Christmas song? I mean, I've already expressed my distaste for Little Donkey, but if I'm <laughs> going to throw one with each hand, I'm going to throw Santa Baby and I wish it could be Christmas every day. I hate both of those. <laughs> <laughs> those are good. Actually, those are good ones to throw throw in that bottomless pit. Um, so Santa what are you ba- chucking down there? Well, I would... This is not even controversial, but it would be Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. It's I not was going to put that. And then I thought, maybe you really like that. No, <laughs> you know what? Like if if I just heard that song for the first time, like yesterday, I'd be like, oh, that's a fun song. But it has been played so, 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 so many times. It's not like Joy to the World where like... Um, or Silent Night, where it's like such a popular song, but it, it just never gets old. Like, you know, you sing it season after season and it's just great. I mean, all I want for Christmas is just like, it's ad nauseum. Every station, every mall, every commercial. I mean, literally commercials are still using that song. They should be fired from their job for using I mean, that. There's like a billion parodies of it as well. It's kind of yeah. like, just stop, please. Yeah, it's just played out. I just want it to be erased. So I'm I'm cool with that. I thought it would be fun to play a game. So we are going to play a game in which one of us is going to describe a popular Christmas movie, but we're going to describe it really badly. And the other one has to work out which Christmas movie we're talking about. Um... So the catch is that we're deliberately like describing it as badly as we can, but it has <laughs> to still be based on the real movie. So yeah. I'll go first. So Monet, this Christmas movie is about a rat that follows around a grumpy old man who time travels until he's not grumpy anymore. Is it Muppet Christmas Carol? It totally is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was the rat that gave it away. I was like, I a know. rat? What was his name? Um, Rizzo. Rizzo. Rizzo the rat. And uh, Gonzo? Gonzo Gonzo? the thing. Yeah. The thing? (laughs) That's what he calls himself. He's like, I'm a thing. (laughs) Uh, I thought Gonzo was an alien. But either way. 
it depends on whether you count that Muppet movie as an actual Muppet movie or not. Oh, ooh, controversy. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally one of my favorite Christmas films. I love Muppet Christmas Carol. I, I like a Christmas Carol. Like I like the story full stop. And there's many versions of that that I'll watch and enjoy. But I think the Muppet one has the number one spot in my heart because it's very... Yeah. Yeah, I like. We the always songs. watch it on Christmas Eve because it's Aww. just it's great. Now the song's gonna be stuck in my head. Um, so my turn. <laughs> I hope I didn't. I don't know. Sometimes I think these are too easy, and then I think they're too hard. But here we go. <laughs> A father and his mailman travel together around the city, looking for the perfect Christmas gift for their little ones. Father and his mailman. Hmm. I'm terrible at Christmas movies. <laughs> it um, made me, sorry, go ahead. It made me think of that. It's not the Arnold Schwarzenegger one because it is. What's that <laughs> called? Is it Jingle, Jingle All the Way? Jingle All the Way, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't remember there being a mailman in it, but I remember him like running around trying to find the toy that his kid wants and he can't find it and he tries to steal it and stuff. Yeah, it's another father who also can't find the toy, who's a mailman, played by Sinbad. I don't uh, know if you remember Sinbad from yeah. the 90s. But uh, yeah, I was like, how can I describe this where it's not too hard, but it's also not on the nose. <laughs> yeah, but you it got it. The, Jingle all the way. It was the mailman that threw me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, another one for you. Um, a weird little old guy follows around a sad banker until he convinces him that he shouldn't be so sad. Is this Miracle on 34th Street? No. Miracle on... But it's a classic. Uh, Okay, no, say it again. I got it. So a weird little old guy follows a sad banker around until he convinces him that things aren't that bad. It's a Wonderful Life. It is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's only actually my number one favorite movie of all time. I love it. I'm actually having a Christmas watch party with some friends because they've never seen it and we need to fix that gap in their education. Oh, definitely. It's a Wonderful Life. Weird fun facts about that film is when it first came out, it wasn't even like that critically acclaimed. It wasn't like a huge success. I think part of the success of that film is that some TV company got the rights to it and basically just started playing it every Christmas. And then it just became like the movie that you watched on Christmas. I mean, it also happens to be a fantastic film. I I love that film. But it just kind of was like, hey, we got the rights to It's a Wonderful Life. Put it on uh, every Christmas Eve, you know? And it just became this huge, like, classic that everyone knows like generations of people know watching that film I grew up watching it pretty much every Sunday my mom like if you ask her favorite movie she's like it's a wonderful life like she won't even let you finish like favorite Christmas movie (laughs) uh she'll she'll put put that out so yeah good one Jimmy Stewart is one of my absolute favorite actors like I have a box set that's got like it's a wonderful life Harvey Mr. Smith goes to Washington rearview window I just love him so much He's, yeah, he was a a national treasure. Rest in peace, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> um, okay, last one. I think I made this too easy. <laughs> uh, 
adopted son finds truth and love on his quest to reunite with his birth dad. Elf. Elf, yeah. Elf. <laughs> it's like impossible not to describe like a grown man in an elf cl- cl- costume. That's like yeah. definitely, you have to leave that out. Yeah, not my favorite movie, but I know it. <laughs> well, we did okay. We didn't really butcher those descriptions as much as we could have. Um, but it's time we turn to something a bit more perspicuous, which is my favorite word. It actually means clear and easy to understand. Um, we cannot end a impartial Christmas episode without consulting the best words of all, the word of God. So I thought it would be nice if we could each share an encouraging pas- passage of scripture to help us really reflect on Jesus this Christmas season. So Kara, why don't you go first? So I toyed with a few different ideas and then I was reading this passage and I was like yeah this is the one so it is Luke 2 verses 25 to 32 and this is after Jesus has been born and they go to the temple and they take him to be circumcised so it goes now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon and this man was righteous and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit to the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him, according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Um, so I chose that one because I've always kind of been a bit curious about Simeon and Anna. They're just it seemed like a super random story, but... Mm. I love it because this guy had lived his whole life trusting the promise of God and he was rewarded for his faithfulness. And I think it's it's mostly just his blessing that I wanted to read, but I kind of felt that I had to give a bit of context for it. So it's important to remember the immense blessing that we we have as Christians today to be able to say, my eyes have seen your salvation. Because so many people before Simeon trusted in the promise without actually ever living to see it. Yeah. Um, and we're beyond blessed to know this about this baby and to know what he grew up to do. Mm-hmm. But I also love when I see lines in scripture, like verse 32, where he says about it's a light for revelation to the Gentiles. Cause I always get really excited. Like that's me. Yes. Like, I'm a Gentile. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Salvation's for any who repent and believe, regardless of whether they're Jews or Gentiles. And that salvation has come, it's here and it's for us too. And if you haven't found much to rejoice in this year, rejoice in that. Right on. Yes, I love that. I love that. And that is that is such an encouraging thing to think about. Yes, that is us. We are the Gentiles and we're so grateful that the Lord has come to save us as well. Um, I, I was thinking of Philippians uh, chapter two 
and it's kind of a chunky passage, but you know how you're like thinking of a passage and you're like, oh, I don't just want to read one verse. I just don't want to read two verses. So I just, I'm reading the whole section here, um, chapter two, verses one to 11. And I just think it's a great section. So I'm just going to read it. So starting in verse one. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any reflection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the same so at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. I mean, <laughs> I can't say anything better than that what that passage already says. Let's be honest. <laughs> but what a wonderful reflection. Sometimes Christians get offended because folks reduce Christmas to talking about baby, a baby who was born to a poor Jewish girl out of wedlock. And even if you're pseudo religious, there's a lot of awe around Mary and how she was a virgin and the miracle of Jesus being born is like a scientific anomaly. And, and all those things are true. But the point of it all was that God made a way for us to be reconciled to him. All of this, all of Christmas is not about him being born per se. Uh, it's about what he was born for. Uh, why would Jesus, the God man, subject himself to hunger and fatigue and all the struggles and all the temptations we face? Why would he do that? He's God. He doesn't need to come to our level. <laughs> Well, in verse 10, we see why. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. He made himself known to us in a way previously impossible. He became a man and walked among us. And further to that, he made a way for us to know him. And that's the reason we celebrate his incarnation. He lived and died in our place. He's forgiven us our sins. If he never came, we wouldn't have this great joy. We wouldn't have this great salvation. That deserves our praise. That deserves our everything. And this Christmas, we pray, I pray here at Impartial, this gives you a reason to sing loud and proud the name that is above every name, God incarnate, King Jesus, Merry Christmas.
Amen. And that about wraps us up for Christmas week, guys. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas and that you're able to spend it with the people you love and that you sing loudly the name above all names. So until the new year, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.